Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Routes, the program where we gather every day at this time. Hank Gruger, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. Undoubtedly, there will be some fire talk in today's program. If you're not ready to listen to the fire talk, I would say you probably just ought not pay attention. Hank Vogler checking in as he does every Monday from North Spring Valley, Nevada. Another month in 2020. Half over, Hank. September. It's half gone. Well, and it's a short month anyhow. There's only 30 days half September, April, June, and November. I think February. But we're really getting close to it. February is the only short month. (laughs) Hey, that's my month, I I was born in February. You and George Washington. But I was born in February. You better betcha. (laughs) I think you were born. And Ronnie Reagan, I think, was too. Oh, really? Uh, You're just a Valentine baby. No, no, way later than that. The other half, 28, February. Okay. Well, I just wanted to kind of catch you up on all the fun I had. I, You know, every once in a while, I have fun. Now, I went over to the Ram Sale at Raptor 7 in Eureka, Nevada, Cultural Center of the Universe. Rams really didn't need to buy very many. And I wanted to stop back by. My friend, my Romanian friend, has got a, a depredation cow tag. And I wanted to make sure that the, a friend of mine who owns the grocery store over there in Eureka uh, uh, would hey, help him find so, the cow elk. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, for those that weren't following along, I was going to mention it's a cow elk, not a cow. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, they had a big sign out that said, uh, recall petition for Governor Sisolak, uh, <coughs> a.k.a. Governor Xlax, because he's the S-H-I-T-S. Anyhow, uh, I jumped out of that truck, ran over and signed up, which made me feel really <laughs> politically connected. Yeah. <laughs> and that was fun. So anyhow, Robert Berta. He came to my door a few years ago looking for a bull elk, and we got him lined up on that. He, he uh, fixed all the lighting in the bunkhouse, and in this house, he's an electrician. And uh, he lectured me on the Second Amendment mm-hmm. in a Romanian accent, of course. And, and uh, <laughs> it was earth-shattering. I should have recorded it. It should be an ad for NRA, yeah, his country lived through the Second Amendment, uh, the same thing. They took their guns away from him. His father was a guide in Romania, and they lost everything because of socialism. Yeah. You know, government takeover. Hank, I actually, ironic you bring this up in this context because, you know, I've been doing a lot of driving. I was in Texas last week, and uh, I went to South Dakota Saturday night, and today I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, here through Wednesday. And so, you know, it's like 5,000 miles I've driven in the last 30 days. And I got to thinking about that. How much of the, uh, the, the absolute violence that's bringing about today, and, and again, two police officers ambushed, just shot in their car, 
over the weekend. Uh, absolutely ridiculous, senseless. How much of that is just to ramp up the activity with the gun to get people just so irritated at gun gun anything that they it, that even the people who are in the middle begin to think about getting rid of guns? I actually have been thinking about that. Well, I that's a very strong possibility. However, if I read the and listen to the real news, mm-hmm. they say gun sales are up 900%. So if all those people that formerly didn't have guns or didn't think they had enough guns mm-hmm. have certainly stepped up. Uh, my son bought some ammunition uh, for his planking machine uh, because he couldn't, he's having a heck of a time getting it anywhere. So somebody's buying ammunition too. So, you know, yeah, you can... You can pontificate, but at the end of the day, when they, somebody's going to kick your door in, you know, you want to return fire. Yeah. I don't know. 900% rise. And, and they thought when Obama got elected that there would never be another dark day for the gun industry. It skyrocketed then, too. Right. Well, now this thing's high off the charts again. So, yeah, that's hypocrisy. Now, but, I'm but, the drug but, you don't lose. But, <laughs> but wait a minute. You can't compare retail sales of guns and ammunition to the whims of the political minds that implement laws that reside in the middle. You can you so can the have everybody in the world buying co- all these guns. You have everybody in the world buying cocaine doesn't make cocaine legal. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Out of one side of your mouth you say we gotta take the guns away from everybody, but if you read the tea leaves, somebody's buying guns. Right. Now maybe some of them are the crazies too, but nonetheless, yeah, I don't think they're, they're on the. I don't you, think you they're on the doles. Okay, but you take the crazies. You take Luce's gun away from me, but yeah. don't come after mine. Right. I live too close to downtown uh, Portland, Oregon, or something. You know, so it's it's crap. Well, but, that and I have to protect. Might be the next segment. We probably should wait. Okay, go ahead. Oh no, we have we have. <laughs> three and a half minutes but i'm just saying that i I just i'm not saying that that's happening but it sure crossed my mind that if there isn't an orchestrated effort to increase gun killing gun activity just as a means to get even the the middle people thinking that guns are bad no no question about it i'm not i'm not saying that even if if it's just a small minutiae there's still people that will use that very excuse. Look right. what happened to these police officers. Look yeah. what's happened. Yeah, exactly. These different places, and they're, they're going to use that no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just that's just part of their deal. Uh, the anti-hunters, you know, they're they're ready to protect the purple mosquitoes with pink testicles. Anything, they don't care. They're just they're out there uh, with a cause, and and money comes into them, and they and they promote their cause. Yeah. But the average American citizen, somebody, somebody is, and, and I guess they still have background checks and all that stuff. Right. And so maybe they don't work that well, but somebody is going in to Jimmy Jack Johnson's hardware store mm-hmm. that sells guns out the back door and saying, give me them two pumpkin slingers over there and a case of ammunition. Mm-hmm. Somebody's doing that. So Yeah, a lot of somebody's. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so uh, again, it's hypocrisy. You're living close to that Portland downtown area or Seattle or Wisconsin or all these other places that the Looney Tunes are being allowed to burn the cities down. Hey, 
I want to. I want them when they kick my door in. I want to be able to return fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what's going on. You do not buy a gun to to show solidarity with NRA. You, you buy a gun, as, as especially a handgun, or or even a, a, a semi-automatic rifle. Not to show everybody in the neighborhood, hey, I'm cool, I got a gun. No, no, it's. I'm I'm not really kick sure. Kick my door and see what happens. How I ended up on this, but earlier this morning, I was looking. There must have been 200 people arrested in Portland over the weekend. I didn't think they were arresting anybody, but uh, they showed pictures, mugshots of these people. I didn't look at 200. I looked at about 34. Uh, okay, so they white don't. Ladies. They don't really look like they're, they're white. Men and women, but just looking into their eyes, I've seen this look before. It's people that are angry. Out, it's, dude. it's. I I think that they're beyond that, Hank. I, I they're. Uh, they're zombie? Uh, you think yeah, they're like de- devil worshippers. They're 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 just not there. Yeah. Just look into their eyes. Well. I see this when I go to, uh, and it's been a while since I've been to an animal rights convention, but I see the same thing when I see people who are just piling into this animal rights movement like it's their religion and i look into the eyes of these folks i see the same thing i saw the same exact thing when i went to the uh the standing rock protest in north dakota when the the pipeline if you'll remember i was there and and i see these people that are just so tunnel visioned into this this has a a a religion and i know that that segment of the population is growing We'll look out there around the world and just go ahead and point out one country. You don't have to point out ten that socialism, this kind of crap, has worked. You know, yeah. if you owned over three acres in China, they killed you. They killed the teachers. They killed the intellectuals. They killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Starved them to death to make them comply. Yeah, roll out. Hank Vogler alongside. We are already through one-fourth of the segment, half of the month, and more than half of the year. Three-fourths of the year almost. That's a good deal. We'll be back with more after this. It's Lone Creek Cattle Company providing opportunities for cattlemen to get closer to the consumer's food dollar. What does that mean? That means that you're going to get paid more for the cattle that you produce because it is accomplishing a specific niche in the market. That is tenderness. The Piedmontese cattle possess the myostatin gene research from Meat Animal Research Center. says that that is the most tender piece of beef you can eat, and you get paid better. That's the moral of the story. Consistent genetic quality you get paid more. Details from Marlon Will at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Welcome back to Roll Routes alongside Hank Vogler, as he does every Monday, checking in from North Spring Valley, Nevada. Okay, you had something you couldn't get in in three minutes. You've been—I can see you have in your. I'm looking into your eyes. I see some pent-up frustration. What's going on? <laughs> Zombie, duh. No, I don't know about that. As I signed my petition to recall Governor Exlax, I, uh, you know, he's the S H I T S. He's, uh, but anyhow, uh, <clears throat> I got to thinking that Dr. Garrett and Dr. Barmettler made demand that I give my, they could retroactively flunk me out of Ag Econ yeah. if I follow the concept of the Democrats in the state of Nevada. Now, as I was preparing your pouring coffee, it's on the rural TV that Arlington, Texas, NFR, and 
and it brings in $200 million to Las Vegas. Right. I wonder if our governor and our Democrat legislators realize where money comes from, where, where tax revenue comes from, where, where all the dinero for their little programs. It's not coming in from 50% occupancy. It's not coming in. In, in my business, the first 95% goes to run the business. The last little tidbit, if there is one, goes to me. You turn down 200 million, I think, in my own pointed little nothing. Mm -hmm. They did it because probably 99% of the people that attend and participate in the rodeo are conservatives. And and it's like, nanner, nanner, nanner. Well, okay. Isn't that up there with that metaphor about cutting off your nose to spite your face? Why wouldn't you want to harvest those $200 million, I was told, is brought into the state of Nevada mm-hmm. with that rodeo? That ro- I, just that rodeo. I, also, and they built a stadium I, for I, football. And I nobody also, can go in it. I also have shared many, many times through the years that as a person who would go to Las Vegas to speak for different events, the whole town has a different smile, a different cadence, and a different feel in the month of December than it does any other month of the year. And I've talked to taxi cab drivers about this. I've talked to hotel operators about this. I've talked to people at the airport about this. The TSA folks are actually smiling when the rodeo's in town. And, and so it, yeah. the whole town, not just the economic aspect, the whole town from a, a, a moral support standpoint, it's going to be dampered. <laughs> Well, they all know there's tips uh, for the cab driver. Most most of the people are pretty civil. They're not there to to get up in the top of a building and shoot people at a concert. Uh, they're there to have fun, spend money, cowboy Christmas, all the things that goes on. Right. You see, you see the panhandlers wearing cowboy hats, going, "Hi, mm-hmm. partner, put a little <laughs> in the change with y'all." I mean, what? Yeah. And then they build a football stadium, and nobody gets to go to the stadium. And they have no parking downtown by the stadium that they built right down. Yeah, if you, I guess if you check into the hotels, you can park your vehicle. But they're going to have bus service from Henderson to bring them in so the tailgate parties are out of town. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and of course, this old kid uh, would not absolutely walk out my front door if they were playing – the uh, Super Bowl out here in my front yard. I would need it. I mean, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, uh, I'm now a hockey fan, whatever that entails. I got to find out about hockey because that guy, that hockey coach, said if you don't like, uh, if you don't stand for the Canadian national anthem and the American national anthem, pack your stuff and get the blankety blank out of here. Yeah. So now that that's that's the way it should be. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't watch it, but ball game to see somebody get on their knee <laughs> i ain't gonna do it i'm done bye bye I, I just remind you that i'm ahead of the curve i have not for four years pretty proud of that uh yeah I, I, well i i don't know the last time i ever watched a football i think i watched the super bowl one <laughs> i haven't got time yeah. uh i saw the i saw the washington senators play not that long ago but that was the last time i watched a game I thought that was the Washington Redskins. <laughs> the, the, what, what they playing that there Brooklyn Dodgers? Yeah, the exactly. Dodgers the Washington Senators yeah. were playing the Brooklyn Dodgers in football the last time I watched. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. That was yesterday before that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, did you get the, did you get the cow? The cow elk? Yeah, you said you went hunting for a cow elk, but you didn't tell us if you. No, no, I went to get uh, Robert, uh, my Romanian friend. You know how to say thank you in in Romanian? I'm about Multumesc. to find Multumesc. 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 Okay. <laughs> well, anyhow, he he, it's it's not on yet, but he's got the cow tag and he's trying to line it up. Oh, okay. So, uh, so this so, is not the first time you've had your Romanian friend give you a lecture about Amendment Two, Second Amendment. No, no, no. Never give up your gun. We were stupid. Romania, give up our gun. No, never. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so yeah. I'm not poo-pooing that in any way, shape, or form. But if it's the government coming for you, I don't think you can buy enough guns and ammo to help yourself. But if well, it were intruder... Or some of these people that I'm talking about that are just empty in their souls. Yeah, you're good. Well, uh, my son was just discharged from the Marines. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens if the Marines are said you have to go to Ely, Nevada and shoot all the ranchers? Mm-hmm. Because they have land, they're capitalist pigs. Mm-hmm. And that's an order. Now, how many of those kids are going to do that? Are they going to come and shoot their parents? Because that's it, it, that's what it is when the government comes for you, isn't it? Isn't it the armed services? We don't have an SS like they had in in Germany. I mean, you, we never think it'll happen are, here. Are you sure we don't? Well, okay, I'm just trying to be nice, yeah. <laughs> but that's but uh, anyhow, yeah. I, I kind of remember an SS when I was in Harney County, Oregon, when the whole Malheur National Wildlife Refuge was. Now that was a different administration, but. Uh, I think there's entities within the government that think they're their, their own boss anyway. Oh, yeah. There's no question about it. Every time they turn over a rock in Washington, D.C., they find a whole bunch of worms that come right. crawling out. Yeah. yeah, then somebody thinks so, they yeah. got to go fishing with their worms. That's what happens. <laughs> but again, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. We, we have some pretty... Mm-hmm. And, and maybe all this stuff that's going on is the wake-up call. It, the wake-up call of the 60s uh, was was another time. You know, uh, it's if you're in power and you're in control, the last thing in the world you want to do is give it up. Right. And no matter how low level of a bureaucrat you are, I, mean, I went to a meeting with the new district manager and the assistant manager. And, of course, they'd obviously had – conversation before we got there as representatives of our grazing board and they're backing more illegalities than anybody should choke down mm-hmm. pick up the roads and regulations from the forest service uh i sent letters to people today uh you know the rules and regulations of the forest service specifically and absolutely without exception says <clears throat> you cannot hold a permit if you're any sort of a subdivision of the state federal county or anything but guess who has forest service permits gee i wonder who put that in place yeah. They are a political subdivision of the state of Nevada. They admit it. They admit it. 
they admit it and they use their I mean everything they've done is totally illegal but we're talking about the people that represent the water for 70% of the people in the state of Nevada mm-hmm. so they can get a forest permit to compete against every rancher in eastern Nevada same way if you read the Taylor Grazing Act you have to be a citizen a naturalized citizen or an application for citizenship or a land grant university none of which these people are all of these things are out there going on and this is this is the people that supposedly protecting the resources and yet they go into a pasture and they grub it out yeah they grub it out treat it terribly i would never be able to get away with that they do whatever they want and and when they get caught and they get fined they've got all these lawyers that come up with 25 pages of cfrs and things like that for their rebuttal over a trespass i mean and you see that every day you see it with low-level bureaucrats all across the country and by the by how many of them got laid off when they shut america down zero Zero. roll out everybody i'm laying hank knows that for about a minute and a half and then he'll be back we will continue roll out after this we talk a lot about genomics. We talk about DNA. We talk about the future of precision agriculture. What well, comes into the food animal business as well. And Neogen is the driving force to make that happen. Shine a light on your genetic future. What are the traits that you want to possess with the seed stock that you use? The bulls, the cocks, the, the rams, the boars, whatever the case may be. People are even testing their pets and they turn to Neogen to get it done right. Neogen.com for full details about your genomic testing. Welcome back to Rural Rap Trent Lou, second half. Hank Vogler checking in North Spring Valley, Nevada. And uh, he is sort of a Nostradamus, that guy that can see hundreds of years ahead or just like two or three. We have to talk about this, Hank, because uh, the fires continue to rage. I see uh, what I read according to latest report 27 people have died in fires california and uh oregon the fires are also raging in colorado uh, i was actually with a guy hank this week saturday night that um he and his wife just like two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago went to colorado just for a, a vacation his wife had some pre-existing conditions but she got a lung infection from the smoke and she died this week. Wow. I, I wonder how many people all throughout the West, uh, they're losing property left and right. But, I mean, our sunsets, uh, when, I, when I was driving down here to uh, Des Moines, Iowa from South Dakota, it, it just wasn't the same. I mean, I know that we have some remnants of those fire, fires and smoke making its way this way. I wonder how many people have issues that are going to develop like that, and particularly those that are closer to the fire. Fires, fires. Well, plural. my daughter lives my 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 daughter lives in Medford, Oregon. Mm-hmm. She told me that towns are burning down. Eagle Point, talent, right. small right. towns. Yeah, the trees in town are crown firing. They're burning banks, buildings, everything down. And can you get away? Absolutely not. The forests all around that country are also on fire, so you can't. Most of the roads are closed out of town. You can't go anywhere. 
So you basically, I guess, are looking up on the hill, which you can't see because of the smoke, and it's got to be tough on your lungs. Anybody that has yeah. any kind of a lung issue is probably just choking, and you can't go anywhere. Now, you talk about the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. You talk about all the movies I've heard of over the years that dealt with earthquakes and all the things like that. I mean, you're just sitting in the middle of it. This is not This is not a movie. This is live and in color. I mean, uh, Wow. Yeah, and, and I see the rhetoric ratcheting up, and they're trying to put that hard press on now. This is a, a factor of climate change, folks. This is what climate change is doing. You, longer okay. than anybody, Time been preaching out. about the prevention of fire, but we better get a little louder or we're not going to be heard. Okay. I don't care if it's climate, freezing climate, climbing. I don't care what it is. It's called management. When you used to, years ago when I was young, they shut those woods down when they got muddy in the spring, and they went out and planted trees everywhere. They planted more trees than they cut down. It it, it took care of probably 5,000 people in Harney County area uh, in the logging industry, and they made silly things like houses and lumber and all these things that, that, that went to the cities in Chicago. That was the headquarters of Edward Hines Lumber Company. Went all over the world. They did things. They piled up the brush they burned it they grazed the forest and then somebody came along in the 1960s and 1970s that if man did it if those evil europeans did it it had to be wrong which included cutting trees however they've been cutting trees in europe for how many gazillion and a half years Ah, they still got forests they should Mm -hmm. be clear-cut by now yeah it's called it's 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 just a big wheat field that just takes longer well, then now all these people are ensconced in these different groups of environmental activists who don't care about the forest or the animals or anything else. They just care about the power, the money, the privilege. If I sound repetitive, it is. And they have that this is their this is their golden goose. So they don't want to do anything. And so would you let the litter in those forests build up for 50, 60? 60, 70 years, and then all of a sudden you get the moon and the stars lined up. You get these the driest summer in history down here, and I assume it is up there. They're all in the fourth level of the drought, just like we are here. And somebody sneezes or a car runs off the road, a catalytic converter, or whatever it is, or arson. Who knows? Away it goes, and there's no way to stop it. Or a transgender party. Fires, and this is on a... Yeah, or, or it's not transgender. What is it? It's it's when you have a little kid. Uh, when you find out if it's it's male or female, then you set off this this fireworks that comes out blue or pink. Oh, that's that what, what it figured. was. One of those gender, gender. Yeah, it was some gender. Gender, gender re- revelation or reveal yeah. or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, there you go. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Okay. So whatever started the fire, that's irrelevant. But the fire. Mm-hmm. Talk to the people that fight fires, legitimate firefighters. They'll tell you when those fires start taking off like that, they might be able to tuck in a few corners, but they they can't do nothing about them. Right. They just, you know, it isn't going to happen. And and they spend millions of dollars. Well, what's wrong with having millions of dollars in revenue so we don't have to buy lumber from other countries so we don't have to and now we have so much technology we can practically grind up the limbs and all the trash 
and either put it on the forest floor or make particle board out of it. Get twice as much productivity out of one tree. It's yeah. a wheat field. It's just a longer cycle. But now these fires are in western Oregon. Western Oregon. Mm -hmm. Eastern Oregon has had those issues for years. Now, the last time they had this was in the droughts of the 30s. The Tillamook burn and all of that. And it, and, and they couldn't put them out. They didn't even have the technology or all the aircraft sure. or the things they have now. They just basically burned them out. Well, back to the beginning of time, there were always fires. But the crown fires, you know, I used to cut logs. You'd cut a log down in the tree. It'd be a couple hundred years old. No question about it. And you'd see burn scars about every 25 years. Really? But the, that tree survived because the fire didn't get into the crown. Now they're all crown fires to where they, you know, jump miles what, practically. What does down that the mean? Street. Explain that a little better for non-forest people, for the plains folks. Crown fire, what does that mean? Uh, when the fire gets intense enough in a forested area and gets some wind, and then it creates its own wind, it creates its own atmosphere, it gets up in the top of the trees, and it starts going faster and faster and faster, crown, the crown of the tree, the very top of the trees, and it just, and then it jumps canyons, it jumps everything, and then the, as that crown fire is burning the tops of the trees, then everything falls and burns to the bottom, and it, it really wipes out some country. So they call them crown fires. When and and that when there's a crown fire, I mean everybody's back at the truck going, oh, and it sounds like a jet engine taking off. I mean it's yeah, it, and it's been going on for tens of thousands of years. So it's part of nature, but also if we are the people in charge and we want to argue about climate change, okay, then if we had all these last seventy years been productively going out there and harvesting and opening up those forest canopies and grazing and natural resources and providing food and fiber and things like that, recreation for people, uh, all of these things. We, oh, we quit it all. We quit it all. We drank the Kool-Aid. And guess what? This is We're out of Kool-Aid. This is what inevitable. Mother Nature is meaner than nine or ten of my ex-wives. I promise you. I thought you had seven. I, well, I can't keep track. There's old what's her name and then who's it and this is congeniality and. Yeah, which one was the biggest crown fire, by the way? I'm sure glad we're uh, not on live TV because I'd have to pull my pants down to show you the scars. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, Wayne Smith listening is going to relate to this. Uh, in the last three years since president trump was elected you know i i serve um, for i'm not mean to make this sound bigger than it is but i serve on the trump ag advisory committee and since that word got out there is no issue in american agriculture that i've been contacted more to see if i could do something than forest management i have more people with more uh what's the word uh severe or immediate, awakening immediate immediate uh concern than the folks who were involved in logging and what was going on with the mismanagement and what could happen if we didn't fix it the the horse was out of the barn at that point and we wasn't going to get the horse back in the barn but this is not news to people who understand the resource hank and yet now all of a sudden people are saying wow how does this happen 
We, I'm just trying to, I'm bringing all this up because I'm trying to find a way to get the message to the, the folks that matter before it's too late. Well, and, and how, how do you do that? We've got to, we've got to go to the news sources that will print the news. Now, uh, Mr. Trump, Donald Trump, uh, the man that went to Minden, Nevada, <laughs> and the, the, there was a traffic jam from Reno to Minden, bumper to bumper, 30,000 people showed up. People are coming to their senses. And yeah, it's great to talk about pristine wilderness. Well, pristine wilderness is just a, a giant explosive fire waiting to happen. And, and, and most 99% of the people that go into a wilderness don't know if a beaver chewed a tree off or somebody took it out and made a house out of it and then opened up the canopy and, and, and prevented part of that fire. The redwood forest, they say the, the bark of a redwood tree. Gee, I wonder how it evolved with fireproof bark well we quit cutting everything there we quit opening up the canopy and now the redwood forests are endangered because of lack of of of, uh, manipulation and no and now the fires are going to clean them out i mean it's just everything about it yeah we had a we had an idea a blinders on the blank look that you're talking about by golly if if americans or Europeans came here and did these things. Them Swedes and Norwegians come over here and cut the log, eh? Oli and Schwen and them, you know. And then that was bad. Well, maybe everything they did wasn't perfect, but we've made some improvements over the year. But you, Donnie gets on the on the television and says we're gonna we're gonna fix the Endangered Species Act. We're gonna speed up doing these things, and he instantly becomes an explorer of the natural resources. He's going to make dirty air, dirty water. Well, guess what's going to happen right now? We got some dirty air all the way to the East Coast, just about. Mm-hmm. And when we get some rains, and we will, that those hillsides will slide off, and those salmon that were supposed to be protected from silt and everything from livestock grazing, those rivers are going to turn black for miles and miles and miles with soot and ash. Where do you think the black soil in the Great Plains came from? That's ash from fires, isn't it? Isn't that carbon? <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Now nah, you're making too much sense, so I have to say we're all out. We've got one segment of Hank Wiggler left after this. The stand at Paxton County continues to be displayed on Netflix. There was no certified Piedmontese beef in this particular movie. I don't know why. The next one will have that. But the stand at Paxton County identifies the challenges that animal rights communities have partnered up with local law enforcement to make a challenge for land our animal owners and landowners alike. The open fields doctrine comes into play. Full details about what all of that means and watching the stand at Paxton County on Netflix makes a difference. Let me know what you think. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Lewis alongside... Hank Vogler checking in from White Pine County, Nevada. Did you go to Menden? I actually had people ask me, do you think Hank went to Menden? Not realizing that it's just over the hill from your house. <laughs> it's completely a crime. It must be probably yeah. by the road. I bet it's pretty near 400 miles. Yeah. So. But you've driven farther for less. You'd go to Reno often for a meeting for 30 minutes to argue with some politician and come home. Um, I am so tickled to death that uh, Mr. Trump told Governor Exlax to stick it. He went to Vegas, too, which would have been closer. 
uh, <clears throat> I'm having my own little crises here. Don't mean to change the subject, mm-hmm. but I had two more gentlemen take off. You know, Department of Labor told us that we had to have cell phones for all of them. Well, now there's some deal called pinging, and somehow they can, the coyotes can first converse with them and tell them, you know, how great it is in the cities and how there's jobs and how you don't have to set out there with a bunch of sheep and save your money and send it home to your family. You can go to town and have a party. So we are, you talk about a skeleton crew. We are less than a skeleton crew. Uh, we have, I've never been in such a, a situation and, and I do not know what's going on other than labor is scarce because even with the shutdown in the economy, nobody wants to do agricultural work. <clears throat> so we need to bring in people who will at least do the work. But we need to enforce the rules and regulations because they, there's no consequences of them taking off. And, so, and I, I, it's unbelievable. Well, these two people, the last two that leave, how, how long have they been there and, and what's their situation? Uh, Edison was on his third contract. He's been here for years. And he, he asked me to bring his brother, and I brought his brother, and he seemed to be adequate, you know, Greenhorn. And uh, they had it all planned and plotted out. Most of them leave their belongings in the bunkhouse in, in suitcases in the back storage room. And then uh, that was the first clue. Uh, when uh, Cesar came through here, he took all the stuff to his camp. And then, and I'll give them this. They fed the horse. The sheep were fairly well attended. And uh, they're gone. So I would really. There's no loyalty. I would really you know, like somebody to. Somebody has okay. convinced them. I'd really like to find a way, Hank, to. To, to get this to this guy in 30 days and do almost like a, uh, for lack of a better term, a documentary of how, why you left and what it's been like in the first 30 days and, and produce a, like a video saying, what were you promised? Well, what did you find and what are you going to do now? <laughs> Could I do that? Could I find somebody and, well, and, and make that happen? I wish you could, and I wish you would. I don't know how to do it. Uh, you can. Uh, different people have told them the exact operation that they're working on, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the people that they're working for just do not want the, uh, can participate in the program. But again, the rules and regulations have made it so complicated they don't want to do it. I have a friend that's in the sheep business. Uh, he got behind. Uh, things weren't working too well. His men, their their uh, paperwork dried up. And he says, I just pay him the same, and I don't have all the hassle. He says, it's nirvana. So, again, the Department of Labor says you got they got to have a cell phone. Well, okay, they got a cell phone. Somebody's that buy those camps every other day or every third day. And, and, and uh, now they have cell phones, so now they can be chatted up, and then they can also, uh, the people they're talking with can come right to their camps. I mean, this one kid, nobody but he knew where he was at. I, he must have told his brother about where he thought he was going. But they drove in there in the daylight, picked him up, and he was gone uh, Friday morning. So now we've got to put two bands together. Uh, and because we got we got chaos. We got absolute chaos. Uh, no so loyalty. No. Nothing. Are they on the – they're and, in the range? And they put, they, they're in sheep camp when they leave? They're on the right. They're not here at the house. Right. They're, they're in places that they had. They had, one was right along the highway, 
And the other one, you had to flat know where he was at, even know where his camp was. And they must have known, and they got to him. But I'm telling you, it is absolutely insane. These kids, the last little bunch that run off, uh, they posted on Facebook. That's another big thing nobody's checked. On Facebook, it showed them all in a tavern drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they showed a picture of them where they're living. They're living in a, uh, an eight-by-eight eight room. Sleeping on the floor. I mean, they've got nothing. Okay, it's not too hard town. for me to find these guys and, and do this, what I want to do. I want to do this. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't think so. I, I think that you could probably go to any place that... Because uh, you know what you know, they They'll probably office. run you off. Well, that, that's, well, that's where they start. The, 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 the spider web of coyotes. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you just think about it? You don't have to get too many of those guys convinced to go to town. And, and and taken away from the sheep guys, uh, and you can make a pretty darn good living on it. Mm-hmm. The, the, I assume the they're milking places cows. that they're going pay them. Or uh, the other theme, the other theme that seems to keep popping up is hog farms. Hmm. Yeah. And then and, and the guys that hire them don't probably know what's going on. Or don't care. They need to work done. They're like you now with sheep that need to be tended care. to. Yeah, I'm. I'm seriously. Why do should this. they care? I, they, I think this needs called, to be a project. They called Paco. They called Paco and said, "Paco, I need two men." Mm-hmm. And Paco goes out and gets two men. Whether he brings them from the border in El Paso or wherever he goes, he brings them two men. And 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 the pipeline is full all the time. I guess it's it's turned into an epidemic ever since. We had to provide them with cell phones. And again, we're not trying to be abusive, but right. they're, and they, now they have Wi-Fi and they, in their camps, they have, you know, laptops. Well, you can't say you can't have that laptop. Here's how impulsive it is. Three of them jumped. Four, actually, four of them jumped within three days of payday. Three days of payday. So they and left them. Is that every two weeks? Is that every other week? Yeah. Yeah. They left their money on the table. They could have. Why couldn't they wait three days to run off? They didn't even bother them. Another one had loaned a one a fellow that's still here mm. some money. I told him. I said, "Why don't you send him a picture of the car that you bought and say thank you very much?" <laughs> because the, yeah. the they were supposed to pay him the first of August. Okay, oh, so I the mean, de- the devil's advocate listening to this program is now thinking. God, Hank's the worst guy in the world to work for. People are leaving before they get their money. <laughs> yep. Ain't it great? They got Wilson sheep camps that have uh, propane refrigerators, uh, solar panel lights, uh, double beds, uh, wood stove, uh, lighting, heating, everything in the world inside of it. They're all uh, on the new side. The commissary is down in the bunkhouse. It looks like a small grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are places that that uh, are a little more primitive but i think we try and run a class outfit we have a new bunkhouse uh you know we, no. we have things for them they get free free television when they're here uh they got free phone service when they're here because i don't want to have anybody come back and say you know you 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 abuse these people and so right. for uh a few you know sometimes the phone bill is six seven hundred dollars for a month but it's a you, yeah. So, again, you try and take care of them. You try and give them uh, 
you know, Kosas. I, I buy their their work shoes. I, I give them the, their gloves for their hands. I take care of them because I want them to take care of my sheep, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera, et cetera. I, I mean, the only they, downside to working for, for Hank Vogler is you live in a sheep camp with another guy out in the middle of the desert for four months at a time. Well, not even with another guy all the time. But, yeah, you and then you have your own bed. You're not... You're not becoming a couple. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So right. again, uh, you have horses, you have everything that you need to mm-hmm. do the job. And all you have to do is participate. And yes, it's a crappy job because you are out there in total isolation. But you know what? Every penny. There's no place to spend your money. The old Basco said the same thing. You want to have a party? Go to work in California. A lot of Basco hotels. You love your family. You'd send the money home. You take care of your family. You save your money so you can buy a house or a ranch or whatever you want to do in your later years. Go to the desert. There's no place to spend your money. So it's nothing new. But the fact that the government enables these people, Mm -hmm. the people that are working at the Department of Labor are all Hispanic. I've met. And and so they immediately have you singled out as a slaver. But when they came here, all four of them, to give me the big audit, to teach me a lesson, to find something wrong, to beat me up over, to find me fifty, sixty, a hundred thousand dollars, they left, and I did not get fined one penny. Yeah, I might also point out that pre you getting audited by the Department of Labor, you did not really have a problem with people leaving you. You didn't have a lot of the issues that you now find yourself in. You didn't have these issues before you were mandated to pay them uh, at $15 an hour. All of these things, the more government intrusions that you've had in, in the, from the Department of Labor in having these H-2A workers has led to more challenges for you to continue. Yep. And Peru's open. Chile's open. We've got men that are isolated down there. Mm-hmm. But it's the American embassy that they can't get into. They now can get a flight out of there. They can do all of these things to get, you know, maybe a different flavor of guys that actually want to okay, work. Okay, but we have the right administration and, and, and to stay. make this work, Hank. I don't understand why it's a problem. The swamp is huge. <laughs> it's here at the BLM. It's here at the Forest Service. It's here at Department of Labor, Homeland Security. All of these agencies have people that are rocking on their cojones waiting mm-hmm. for hopefully november 3rd that things change now maybe they'll straighten out on november 4th i don't know but yeah. as of right i got now, a feeling it's uh, not going to straighten out destroying the industry the no matter how the no, election the turns out it's not going to straighten out on november 4th that's a fairy tale or february when 1st. you can read the rules and regulations read the rules and regulations that they will come to you and find you and, and make you in 100% compliance or you will be punished for it. And then you pick up the rules and regulations on the Forest Service absolutely are not eligible at all, period, under no circumstances. And here we have Southern Nevada Water Authority has, yeah. I don't know, 900,000 acres of permits tied up and beaten up on all their neighbors, filing on their neighbors' water, and it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, and for those that so, don't yeah. know, Southern Nevada Water Authority is a government entity taking property away from individuals. We have successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America for another week. Hank Vogler, North Spring Valley, Nevada. I'm Trent Luce. 
Always remember that all roads do lead to a roll route. Check out the genetic testing opportunities at Neogen.com. Who doesn't? Tell me this. Who does not want to shine a light on their genetic future? What alios do your critters have present? Neogen.com.